Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>
oh, Citizen Kane, they found this old review that knocked its score down. So Paddington 2 is now the best reviewed movie on Rotten Tomatoes. So we can't say, <laughs> look, this isn't Citizen Kane anymore. We have to say, look, this isn't uh, Paddington 2. It's not. Pa- so that's our new, okay, that's our new ideal. All right, got it. Okay, good to know. I'm not in charge. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I didn't do that. That's right. I didn't do it. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, well, listen. <laughs> I feel if ever there was a movie that really required our setup, it's this one. Oh, so since we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes, what are we drinking? So our beer this evening comes to us from a place far better than Battlefield Earth or Cyclone. <laughs> Our beer comes to us from our old friends at Branching Out Bottle Shop in Township 5 here in the Syracuse, New York area. Finest beer selection you can find anywhere. Walked in the other day and a whole bunch of themes to work with in this movie, as we often have. And found, you know, within the first 30 seconds, found the beer. Looked around, but I was like, no, this one really sums it up. I, I will admit, I was strongly tempted to lean into the whole cult of Scientology angle, mm, mm. but I instead I found a movie that perfectly captures the movie's themes. So we are drinking a beer from, it's Seven Island Brewery, which I believe is a Greek brewery. This Ooh. particular can, or that we're drinking, this was brewed and canned by Myers Creek Brewing Company in Casanova, New York, which is cool. Damn. Uh, but it must be one of those things where seven... Island finds breweries to brew their beers. Um, but our beer this evening is a double dry hopped New England style double IPA with Citra Hops, appropriately named Citra Space Invader. Because this movie, I mean, the shitty movie aside, this is the epitome of Space Invaders, right? Not only did they invade, they've won, they've conquered us, leading us to Battlefield Earth, a story of. Uh, a story of the year 3000, I think, is the subtitle. And oh my God, there is so much wrong with this movie being put in the year 3000. <laughs> we'll get to all of it. Yes, yes. All right, well, listen, uh, we better fortify, fortify ourselves if we're going to talk about this god awful movie. Yeah, while I'm pouring, uh, dear TSPHE Army Patreon Edition, dear Special Forces. That's right. Um, we ain't reviewing this too hard. No. No, no. I, I think we can just poke fun at it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Listen, now <laughs> you are the one who said we need to do battle for the Earth, and for, for I was, to be fair, to be honest, a little pissed that you kept pushing it. Nope, you're right. It's the worst sci-fi movie ever made. Mainstream. I'm sure we could find sure back. You know, small, little, independent, Culty, terrible films. Yes. This had a theatrical release. Millions of dollars were spent on the advertising for this movie, and it's a it's a it's a turd. It's just dozen uh, literally decades decades in development. The story this so this book. Well, actually, hang on. (laughs) Let's okay before we get there. uh, Let's fortify ourselves. Hey, buddy, last bad movie we're watching intentionally. (laughs) Oh yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really mm-hmm. good. It's a double IPA. The alcohol is eight point zero. Yeah, all right. Um, so we usually I try and watch the movie the night before we record. Uh, mm-hmm. We had some scheduling things to happen. We sure had to, did. <laughs> uh, week and a half yeah. <laughs> since I watched this movie. Don't care. But also we were going to record on Friday, right? And I 
get, did a platelet donation on Saturday. Yeah. I'm so glad we didn't because I when you brought this beer, I was like, oh, God, 8%. I would because you're technically not supposed to drink before you. Yes. We don't need the cancer patients getting uh That's right. <laughs> Frothy platelets. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's how that works. I'm going to pretend it does. It Everywhere I looked, it's like, don't drink before giving blood. I'm like, but what about platelets? I'll bet you you can. But in any of in any case, err on the side of caution. Uh, in it, but this is a delicious beer. So It, it is wonderful. It is far, far better, once again, <laughs> than the abomination we have to watch. I feel like uh, pretty much all the bad movies, both in our Patreon uh, season this year, as well as the mainstream episodes, uh, we've had a lot of cases where the beer is a lot better than the movie. This is yet another one. <laughs> I think of all the worst that we've done this season... This this may be the worst. Yeah. It, oh boy. You're, Even in the mainstream, like this is the worst movie we've watched. I, I Howard the Duck. This the last forty minutes of it. Sped it up. I watched it like one point five. I was like, no. I'm Casey, getting it. do you feel like you missed anything watching it at one and a half speed? Nope. <laughs> I could have been having a root canal. I would have enjoyed it better. Uh, all right. Uh, hey Todd, what do you got for production notes? Because I there's no almost cast. Yeah. It, okay. So. This movie, so the the novel Battlefield Earth is not, so again, L. Ron Hubbard, you know, before he was a crazy cult leader, was a hacky, schlocky science fiction pulp writer. Um, this book comes out in 1983, and, wow. I'm sorry, 1982, and almost right off the bat, John Travolta, at that point, already in the Church of Scientology, um, begins, you know, flexing his muscles as a leading man to try and get it made at that right, point he wanted to play john boy he wants to play johnny good boy yeah 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 uh-huh. johnny good boy whatever yeah. who the fuck cares so um of course this movie doesn't come out until much later uh 2000 uh, i'm sorry 2000 may 2000 um and of course at this point he's too old to play johnny good boy uh there's so here, there's some stuff. This movie, first of all, this movie is so bizarre. It, this is one of those things where this movie is dog shit. If you've never seen it, don't watch it. But oh, yeah, it's yeah. don't please don't. But don't it's probably entertaining to dive into all the lore around this movie because there's so much weird shit. Oh, hang on. The only way to watch this is if you are a group of friends likes to get together and MST3K a movie. If sure. you haven't done this one, you're gonna have a fucking ball doing this yeah that's fair that's fair oh it's yeah absolutely um all right so the production team Mm -hmm. so the one of the writers you know on on the wikipedia page doesn't have a his name doesn't have a hyperlink connected to it which is never always a good sign sign. uh so Corey mandel uh is one Uh, of the writers he also wrote 1991's love kills and that's all i could find for him love kills you haven't heard of it um yeah exactly i'm Gonna not go seek yeah, it out. <laughs> that's right. The other writer, J.D. Shapiro, wrote the screenplay for Robin Hood Men in Tights. He has a few other credits. The Mel Gibson with Carrie Elways, the comedy. Not Mel Gibson, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. The other funny, the funny Mel, the funny, not anti The pro Jew. <laughs> that's right, the pro Jew Mel. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> This is from the IMDb page. And again, this oh. is why it's more entertaining learning about this movie than it is watching this movie. 
Um, J.D. Shapiro, the first screenwriter, openly apologized for this film and even personally accepted the film's Golden Raspberry Award for worst movie mm-hmm. of the decade, 2009, or 2000 to 2009. He stated in a New York Post article that, quote, the only time I saw the movie was at the premiere, which was one too many times. Looking back at the movie with fresh eyes, I can't help but be strangely proud of it because out of all the sucky movies, mine is the suckiest. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I like him because of that quote. <laughs> go big or go home, man. Now, you know, Rod- like, oh, it's so good. Uh, not only winning, I'm sure it had to have won the Razzie that year for worst movie, but to win the worst movie of the decade as well. Good. Like, you, good for you. You really, you really hit it out of the park. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> All right, and now, to have a sense of humor about it, like Halle Berry accepting hers for Catwoman. That's right. Good for her to be like, yeah, I was in a bad movie. He, he also said that the that his script was heavily rewritten against his wishes, mainly sure. the direction of John Travolta. So, well, this was clearly said. This is like only the first part of the book. Yeah, right? there was going to be a sequel. Of course, this bombed so hard that doesn't happen. Um, John Travolta still to this day. You can find interviews where he's like, yep, still want to make that sequel. I'm like, John, please, no. A hundred percent. So that's those are the writers. The director, Roger Christian. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I'm reading this right from the wiki because I also think this is a – I also think this guy never had a chance. Um, Roger Christian is an English set decorator, production designer, and feature film director. He won an Academy Award for his work on the original Star Wars and was Oscar-nominated right. for his work on Alien. Christian directed the second unit on both Return of the Jedi and Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, as well as the, f- the feature films including The Sender and Nostradamus. He Ooh. also directed the 2000 film Battlefield Earth, which is regarded as one of the worst films ever made. So well. I- I'm not trashing him either. No, no, no. Uh, n- now... He's got cred. He- I, I, I'm solely putting everything that's wrong with this movie on John fucking Travolta. And the Church of Scientology, yes. And the Church of Scientology, yeah. but uh, because of John Travolta. Sure, of course. Now, we would all also normally talk about budget. <laughs> this also warrants a quote from the IMDb page. The investor, and uh, Entertainment, sued mm. producer Franchise Pictures for fraud. Franchise claimed the budget was $75 million instead of the actual budget of $44 million. Whoa, this movie was made for $44 million. Oh, hold on. I got more. Franchise was ordered by the court to pay entertainment $121.7 million in damages and went bankrupt. Entertainment only financed the film because it came as a package deal with The Art of War from 2000. Uh, I believe that was Wesley Snipes, one of his last movies before he goes to prison. Yes. And The Whole Nine Yards, also from 2000. Oh, a good movie. Yeah, a good movie. Two good movies and a bad movie. Okay. Um. Now, $44 million actual budget, but Hollywood accounting, remember, they wrap all the marketing and everything into that budget. The IMDb page has a trivia note that says that Roger Christian actually only had $21 million to make the movie. What? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So again, listen, in my opinion, you said it right. Like, we're not blaming the writers. We're not blaming the director. God. This was an abomination. Blaming John fucking Travolta. So they claimed, the the producer claimed there was a $75 million budget. 
in court, mm-hmm. it was actually forty-four million, and of that, twenty-one to actually make the movie. At the box wow. office, this makes twenty-nine million dollars. Good. Now, <laughs> now that's twenty-nine million dollars more than it should. That's one hundred percent correct. Would you like to take a crack at the IMDb score for this movie? Two. Uh, so you're too low. It's a 2.5, which is way too high. I don't. Scientology, man. All the Scientologists came out and they're like, no, we have to defend our Lord and Savior, L. Ron Hubbard. Now, uh, you mentioned, or we mentioned the Razzies. Um, he- Battlefield Earth swept, this is from the wiki page, swept the 2000 Golden Raspberry Awards and received yes. seven Razzies, Holy including shit. Worst Picture, Worst uh-huh. Actor for Travolta, Worst Supporting Actor for Pepper, Worst Supporting Actress for Kelly Preston. Did you catch oh, her? Oh, that's not fair. Yeah. She's only in like 30 scene, seconds yeah. of the film. Worst Director also, uh, for piece. Christian, uh, Worst Screenplay for Mandel and Shapiro, and Worst Screen Couple for Travolta and, quote, Anyone sharing the screen with him? End quote. <laughs> this this tied this tied for the highest number of Razzies won by a single film at that time, with Showgirls achieving seven Ooh. wins in 1995. Battlefield Earth was later awarded an eighth Razzie for worst drama of our first. 25 years. <laughs> in, then in 2010, the film received an award for Worst Picture of the Decade, bringing its total number of Razzie Awards to nine, and consequently setting a record for the most Razzies won by a single film. Now, that Fantastic. record was surpassed in 2012 when Jack and Jill won, won 10 awards. <laughs> but still, that's a comedy. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, man. I mean, come on, right? This fucking movie. Okay. Hey, so I said there's no almost cast. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do some call-outs. Oh, To some famous Scientologists. Okay, all right. According to Wikipedia. Oh, wait. Oh, this is just famous Scientologists. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to call them out because fuck every one of them. (laughs) Oh, I did have one note. Did you see this? That John Travolta referred to this film like Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, but better. And the Schindler's List of science yes. fiction films. <laughs> yes. So shut the fuck up. When when you you know on the surface, I don't think it was a it wasn't a tough argument to make to explain why we needed to do this one. But as you start digging into it more, it's like oh my god, this is so clearly the worst of what science fiction can be. Oh, that's great. All right, ready? Yes, please. Obviously, us. we all know Kirstie Alley. Sure. Dumb. Okay. Uh, Ann Archer, actress and mother of former Scientologist spokesperson Tommy Davis. Uh, let's see. James Barbour, a Broadway actor and singer. Uh, he is Edward Rochester in Jane Eyre. Okay. And I he know also that went, that's and a he movie. was a phantom. He was Phantom. Oh, okay. Uh, on Broadway. And uh, yeah, he also kind of went to jail for having sex with a minor. Hmm. <laughs> And his Isn't first thing back after spending his jail church? time was going to do Phantom and Dear Broadway. Don't put the guy who just went to jail for having sex with a minor in a show about a guy who wants to have sex with a minor <laughs> by pretending to be the ghost of her father. Just <laughs> put it out there. Not So, bad idea. That's what you're saying? That's a bad idea? Yeah, Got it. Super bad idea. Roger. Uh, so, this is not the same, but on here it said Catherine Bell, actress. And I was like, uh-oh. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. different Catherine Bell from Jag. <laughs> I'm thinking of oh our, fr- our oh, friend. Yes, yes. I went oh sh- oh yeah, different. No, good. Yeah, not our friend. Oh Jag. right, from Jag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was in um, Bruce Almighty too, right? Uh, She's I the, think so. She was the 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 vamp. Yeah, yeah, the one. Yeah, which is hilarious that she's in a movie about god well i think (laughs) she was originally a didn't she start out as like a body double who knows yeah okay it doesn't matter all right i think i only know Uh, that never mind yeah please go ahead oh boy (laughs) uh nancy cartwright you don't know the name oh yeah oh you do as bart simpson yeah erica christensen uh from she was in what's the movie with dofer grace where Traffic? She's no. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. traffic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Her. Yeah. I couldn't think of traffic. Obviously, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. We all know that one. Um, Jenna Elfman. That's sad. I think I've heard that before. Yep. I was like, oh no, wait. <laughs> um, and her husband, right? Bodie. Elfman? Uh, he was on the list. Oh, Richard is on the list, but not Bodie. Hmm. And I don't know if there's any relation between those two Elfmans. Obviously, as you've probably figured out, audience and. Uh, Todd, this is in alphabetical order. Yeah. Juliette Lewis. Oh, okay. Uh, Alana Masterson uh, from The Walking Dead. Uh, the, what was her name? The black-haired one that that joined later. Um, she was part of, like, uh, Michael Chitlis's oh, yeah, yeah, group. Yeah. Yep, got it, got it. Oh, Richard uh, Elfman, by the way, is the brother of Danny Elfman. Elfman. Oh, no. Yeah. So Danny's probably like, look, I'm the normal one. <laughs> Good Lord. He can do whatever he wants because he's not a fucking I Scientologist. So. Uh, Christopher Masterson, uh, another uh, the middle, the oldest child from Malcolm in the Middle. Okay. Danny Masterson, again, uh, is mm-hmm. kind of in a lot of hot trouble right now. Uh, Elizabeth Moss. Which is very surprising. Oh yeah. Oh no. She was she was really vocal when um, Leah Remini's shows were out were coming out. <sighs> That's sad. She's so good. Yeah. Um, which is also ironic that she's <laughs> on Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Bijou Phillips mm-hmm. and Giovanni Rabisi. So yeah. uh, and Marissa Rabisi, and I think that was oh well John Travolta, and then it goes into. Um, Nah, like uh, former members, huh. and obviously Neil Gaiman. Uh, you know, I've I've read something about that. I think where I think, and I think he said, I don't know that he was he a full member or it was like he was exploring and they were interested. He was raised Scientologist. Oh, so okay, never mind. I was way so, off. But he, so obviously he came of age and went oh, crazies. And uh, hey, you know who also uh, <laughs> Charles Manson. Identified as a Scientologist during his time in prison, studied Scientology while incarcerated, he incorporated Scientology doctrine, doctrines into his teachings. He ordered Manson family member Bruce Davis to journey to the United Kingdom and work for a Scientology organization in London. Manson completed his hours of auditing before declaring the religion, and I directly quote from him, too crazy. Okay. I you know, I feel like that's the mic drop, right? Right when, there. That's that that was the last one. Yeah. yeah but it's just like perfect. if Charlie Manson says, Hey, you guys are too crazy. Maybe you should rethink your life choices. I'm just saying. Oh, holy cow. Fucking. Well, uh on that note. On that note, um, 
I, I mean, I hate to do the it. The sooner we start it, yeah. the sooner we're done. <laughs> okay. Let's roll the film. My very first note. Yes. Two minutes in, I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Look, the, the elder there at the gate, I will never forgive him for what he did to William Wall, uh, first wife. Edward the Longshanks? Yeah. No, not Edward Longshanks. Isn't that He's a- just the guard. No, Edward Longshanks is the king. Oh, I thought that was the king. Yeah, isn't the elder the, the king? No. the uh, Edward Longshanks is um, from the prisoner, and he was also the judge in A Time to Kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, oh, I, th- I could have sworn that was him. I totally. D- different British uh, dirtbag actor. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. What is his name, though? The guy from The Prisoner. Do you remember that show, The Prisoner? I remember that it was a show I never saw. My old, my buddy Bobby um, from the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was strange. I remember he was a fan of that. Uh, it starred Patrick uh, McGowan. Patrick McGowan. There it is. Yeah. He's also the judge. In a time to kill. Yeah. It's probably known for is it uh, the judge in a time to kill the prisoner, Edward the Longshanks. And I don't know what his fourth is going to be. It's got to be, but Braveheart's got to be up there too, right? Yeah. And of course I went into the wiki instead of his. IMDb, which would have been easier. You yeah, fool. Right. Uh, yeah, okay. Regardless. Regardless. Yeah, I, I'll never forgive him <laughs> for that. Um, full disclosure, again, neither one of us rented this movie because in the end, I feel like the money somehow ends up back in Scientology <laughs> and fuck that noise. That's right. So we both went to the high seas. I had a digital copy that someone had given me years ago. You yeah. had a digital copy, sent it to me. I. Oh, that's right. Couldn't get it to work for some reason. I found that it was on Tubi, but the version that is on Tubi is a longer version. It is the director's <laughs> cut. No fucking thank you. And then I downloaded it off of the high seas. And I do you remember what, what the problem was with that? It was there. I don't remember. It, it yeah. was, well, that too. It was in German. That's right. That's right. You really you really put in some effort to, to uh, watch this movie. Well done. <laughs> well done. So we get some opening text. Oh, no. Do we have to? Sure. It is the year 3000 AD. Earth, once mankind's home, has been ruled for the past 1,000 years by a cruel alien race from the planet Cyclo. (laughs) As they have done on countless other planets across the galaxies, these Cyclos mine Earth's metals and teleport them back to their home planet. Gold is the rarest and most valuable metal of all. The dwindling human population is fighting to stay alive. Hiding in pockets, in radiated areas, they are on the verge of extinction. So if you're hiding in radiated areas, you're not going to continue the human race because I'm pretty sure you're all sterile. Let's start there. Yeah, sure. I I mean, listen, the fact that Hubbard is identified as a science fiction writer, in my mind, as someone who grew up and continues to love science fiction, is the worst kind of slur I think you can say about that genre. He's not a science fiction writer. He's a pulp writer, and he's Mm -hmm. the worst of pulp writers. And these are the kinds of things that people go to for science fiction. Like, oh, science fiction is all stupid aliens and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's not. It's, it's not, but this certainly isn't helping our argument. No, it is not at all. <laughs> so, uh, L. Ron Hubbard, go fuck yourself. It's the worst kind of science fiction. It's I don't have a problem when we go to the Star Wars universe and there's a galactic republic and there's a senate, right? And there's structures that are familiar to us. Well, I, Todd, once again, this is settled law. Star Wars is fantasy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, 
I, you know, I don't have a problem when you, we have these alien races that have societal structures or motivations that we identify with as humans. That's yeah, sure. fine because that whole universe is like whole cloth. You can go to Star Trek and, you know, the Klingons are all about honor. The the Ferengi are all about greed and profit. They're all these different, you know, the Romans are all about being sneaky sure. sons of bitches. You've, you've got all these different things and they make sense. And this does not make sense. The Cyclos make no fucking sense. This is a thousand years in the future. They are advanced enough that they have teleportation, but they've got all of these structures. And again, so it wasn't possible until people started defecting from the Church of Scientology. But as the, the secrets of the church became revealed, you know, Leah Remini talks about like the moment when she reaches that level and she gets to read it all and she reads about Xenu and... <laughs> Her reaction was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Zeno? It, it's the worst, hackiest shit. It makes zero sense. We have talked about it before, but if you are had skipped that episode, uh, David E. Kelly on Boston League Legal, and I have not been able to find if this is actually real, if he just was kind of going off into his own land, but... Or maybe they weren't even talking about Scientology, but they were doing like a Scientology esque type religion. Sure. Oh, they wouldn't. They wouldn't name it. Right. Yeah, they wouldn't want that trouble. I, I feel like they did though. Um, and it's James Spader yep. in all his glory. OTs, as they're called, are said to be able to communicate with animals, move inanimate objects, leave their bodies at will. Checks out. This is Scientology so far. And then it's... Scientologists also believe that uh, 75 million years ago, an evil galactic warlord by the name of Xenu dumped 13 trillion aliens from different planets into the Earth's volcanoes and then vaporized them with H-bombs. You're familiar with this. Yes. And the radioactive souls of these poor, vaporized alien creatures continue to enter into our bodies, implanting engrams and false ideas about Christ and God and psychiatry. And that's why we have to purge ourselves of all of these engrams. Yes. And when one releases an engram, the erasure is often accompanied by yawns or tears, uh, sweat, odor, panting, urine, vomiting, and other extrata. You've heard this? Yes. So, basically, every time you piss, puke, or crap, uh, you're a step closer to immortality. Objection. He goes to walk away, and he just lets <laughs> one rip. And he goes, getting closer as I speak. <laughs> oh, okay. Boston Legal, Season 3, Episode 5. Whose God Is It Anyway? Alan defends Jerry Espenson after firing a lawyer in his new firm because he's a Scientologist. Oh, damn. Okay, so they were going after Scientology. Move it, it along, guys. What was with the smaller hunter? So, uh, God, I'm trying to speed through this thing. Barry <laughs> yeah, Pepper yeah. comes. He's going to go. Johnny, good boy, Tyler. Why is he leaving? What's his reason for leaving? I think he's the... He's got the spirit of adventure, right, and the spark of freedom. It's it's that kind of bullshit, right? Um, actually, I, I take it back. He went looking for medicine, right, because his father was sick. But his father dies. Well, he gets back, right, and uh, too late. The gods <laughs> took his father in the night. But why does he leave again? Oh, oh, that you know what? That's a great question. What is the inciting incident? What is the, what is the beginning of this air quotes hero's journey? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I know that he ends up with a wonderful actor, the amazing Kim Coates, who long time, uh, one of the stars of Sons of Anarchy. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's basically playing Tiggs from Sons of Anarchy. He He's also the crazy guy in the beginning of Waterworld, another movie we almost watched for Worst of Sci-Fi. He's a super that guy. He's in um, 
Dust Till Dawn, right? Oh, no. I'm thinking of someone else. That's that you're thinking of. Um, Sex Machine yes. is a very famous. Uh, that's Tom Savini, yes, very famous Tom special Savini. effects artist. Yes, that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, Night of the Living Who's Dead. Also in this. Oh no, no, he's not in this. I'm, he's not in this. Uh, so imp- you're conflating. I am yeah. because uh, the movie I watched in between this was Zack Snyder's Sound of the Dead to get ready for oh, Army yeah, of the yeah. Dead, and sure. he is in that because he's in the original Dawn of the Dead. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. I'd much rather talk about. Yeah, I know, right? Either one of those movies. <laughs> I'd rather talk about Sucker Punch than this movie. So Johnny ends up in Manhattan from I Am Legend. Sure. Right. I mean, like it's this. He's in the middle of the fucking desert. No, he's in a city. <laughs> he's in the city. In the beginning. Oh, he's in the, in the desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So naturally, he's going to end up in a fucking city. Is it Los Angeles? Because uh, that doesn't make sense either. Because they end up in D.C. Uh, well, the the human processing center is Denver. And there's another problem with this movie. Logic-wise, they don't know what the giant, you know, mini-golf shit is or what McDonald's drive through was or what statues are. They call them their gods. Yep. But it's still Denver? Well, that's just... That stayed with them? There's a sign. Uh, or it's either a sign. I'm sorry. Maybe it's... No, it's not a sign. It's a title. It's a graphic that we see. Human Processing Center. Then it should say formerly formerly Denver. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you looking for logic here in this movie? Yo. Yes. Just I, just I an iota of it. Is it too much to ask? So the man animals, as they're referred to. Who are apparently like in the year 3000, we become the stupidest people yeah, on the planet. Yeah. How we win in the end of this movie is beyond me. They've got basically a week to train up at the end. So they go from essentially, you know, cave dwellers mm-hmm. to, to, full to on fighter pilots. Like, Literally fighter pilots. We'll get to the problem with the airplanes. <laughs> okay. All right. But we're not there yet. Uh, <sighs> Can we be? <laughs> we see the Cyclos for the first time. Now, these guys are the last members of the KISS army. I mean, they've got the Gene Simmons boots. Right? Sure do. Like, yeah, because they're also like seven feet tall, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've appropriated dreadlocks. Fucking racist. Uh, well, I mean, it works for um, one of them. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker Cyclops. probably walked down set and went, this is some bullshit. <laughs> Speaking of which, Forrest Whitaker has full-on denounced this movie. been like, this yes, was a 100%. huge mistake. Okay, that, <laughs> that makes me sorry. feel good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, th- I think the only person, uh, Barry Pepper has said that this was a mess. And I think the only person who, like, clings to this is Travolta. Travolta. So John Travolta is Turl. Forrest Whitaker is Kerr, his second in command. Turl is the head of security for this planet, uh-huh. which they are exploiting for its resources. Sure. Uh, humanity is essentially seen as nothing more than dumb animals. Turl is stuck on Earth because he did something with a senator's daughter. And so the senator is using his influence with the corporation to keep him here. Again, these pseudo-human structures, a thousand years in the future from an alien civilization, make zero sense. Zero sense. Can we talk about their guns for a second? And how sure. Sometimes they, they knock you across the room. <laughs> sometimes they put a fucking hole in your chest with no adjustment to the gun. Well, also... If the blast knocks a person across the room, then firing mm-hmm. it, you would be knocked across the room. Right. Yeah. Recoil. Yeah. Equal forces. Yeah. It was nice to see that uh, Breathe Easy strips make it to the year 3000. <laughs> they totally do. They totally do. <laughs> yeah. <they> put <laughs> so, so it's the weirdest thing. The 
the Cyclos have built essentially like a greenhouse around the city of Denver. Yeah. And on the inside, they have their breathing gas, which is never identified because, spoiler, there's they're going to introduce some science bullshit that makes zero sense. Yeah, it's never introduced, but they say it's there's no oxygen. Right, right. Let, let's let's talk about right there science problem number one. Then how are when when uh, Barry Pepper's trying to escape and he's running by all those human refugees. Why are there fires? I don't know if you know this, Todd, but the main <laughs> ingredient to make fire is fucking oxygen. Oh, that's a great point. I didn't think God of that. Yeah, you're right. Damn that's it. a great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just colored the fire a different color. You find that sprinkle shit that the you can put in shit. there. Yeah, sure, make sure, sure. Make it blue. Yeah, and okay, like, okay right. it's being created by... It's burning something. It's, it's combusting with something else. Okay, to sure. Have a, yeah. have a care, please. Again, if there was logic in this movie, we wouldn't be talking about it today. Like, like... I'm going to rant for a minute. When we are introduced to Terrell and Kerr and all them, and they're speaking Cyclonian Cyclone? or yeah. it's like whatever the hell it is, their voices don't match. John Travolta's voice is very high. It would oh. be like if it was me and then suddenly they took it to you. Like if <laughs> I, it, that's all I can say is like when they're talking in their Anglo- alien language, it's <laughs> but then when when John Travolta starts talking, hello, I'm like, wait, yeah, it's just a universal translator. It's not. <sighs> well, listen, I also saw on the IMDb in the trivia that apparently Travolta was really inspired by Predator, and as a result, would only speak in like Predator growls and stuff that all of his dialogue was captured in post-production. But that, you know, that, as I'm saying it, that sound, that doesn't sound right. Cause his mouth is moving. That must, that can't be right. That's, I think we got to call bullshit on that piece of trivia. That's, that's bullshit. That's somebody just trying to mm-hmm. add, add to the shit fest that is this movie. Yeah. And listen, there's plenty of legitimate shit. You don't have to make stuff up about it. Yeah. There's, oh, okay. I mean, listen, the plot, so the, I, I, I saw, actually, this is funny. The whole plot centers on this the fact that the Cyclos are this corrupt race and Travolta's, you know, Turl is as corrupt as any of them. And it's all about betrayal and double, double crossing and everything. The Wikipedia page under their critical response, there's a great line. Oh, it must've been, it must've been the IMDB. It must've been the trivia. Uh, one second. I mean, again, this is all better than, this is all better than <laughs> talking about the movie. Sure. Uh, one moment. Oh, it's, there's, I mean, again, so much good to. Oh, while you look that up. Yeah. I, I just want to spend a minute on uh, the coordinate meeting. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Made please. me long for the Trade Federation talks in the prequels. <laughs> I would watch any of those Senate hearings or Trade Federation negotiation scenes. In slow motion for days before I'd watch any of the shit in this movie again. Just so much. And, like, you get to the point of what they need to do for it, and then they just keep going. I'm like, (laughs) everybody understands what needs to happen. You do not need to keep going. Yeah. Please shut the fuck up. Okay, I found it. So this was this is from the Wikipedia page, not for the film, but for the movie. Um, and it's talking about, so, you know, they're this corrupt race and everyone we see is corrupt and even worse than the last one we saw. The magazine Punch sarcastically commended Hubbard's, quote, 
excellent understanding of evil impulses, particularly <laughs> deviousness, which helps with the plot. And he is well enough aware of his weaknesses not to dwell upon frailties like love, generosity, and compassion. <laughs> wow. Shots fired. Right? But, you know, that's the whole thing. This is only able to happen because John Travolta is a corrupt cyclo among a race of corrupt beings, right? And they exploit that. There was one funny moment for me. Okay. Of genuine laugh. And it's a background actor. It is when Johnny Goodboy escapes mm. the first time and they're chasing him. If you look, there's a cyclo guard in the background that just goes, where the fuck is he going? <laughs> like, oh, my God, that was the best choice you could have made. Like the gif of the person at the soccer game that's like really he's in the flannel shirt. You, you've seen it where he's just disappointed. And he's just like, oh, that guy. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's like. Now I have to run. <laughs> During that whole chase, yeah. John Goodboy's breathing thing is taken off. Yeah. Is he holding his breath whilst running? So later on, when when he escapes and the guards are taking a bet on how long he'll survive, the bet is that he mm-hmm. won't last four minutes. Yeah, that's the oh, scene. Oh, that's, that's the one. That's yeah, the yeah, scene. Yeah. Yeah. So clearly, well, clearly, you know, you can... Survive without oxygen. But if you're running, oh, you're holding your breath while running, come on. No, he's not holding his breath because he's he's gasping. And he's, you know, when he finds oh. the group of other slaves, one of them gives him his breath. It's almost like the buddy breathing with scuba. He gives him a yep. regulator for yep. a minute. Yeah. So let's talk about the gas. I mean, let's just, listen, let's just shit on whatever we want to shit on. I don't want to even go through the go broad ahead. strokes of this. This, the whole weakness what? of the cyclones, cyclos is essentially War of the Worlds. The whole idea that, you know, radiation, you know, it combines with their breathing gas to destroy them with no hope of their defense is basically the same as, oh, it's the germs on Earth got the Martians, right? Like, it, it's that level of uh, subtlety. 100%. Yeah, it's... Uh, and it's done much oh, better in War of the Worlds. Better, much better. Much yeah. better. Again, to call this science fiction, in my mind, is almost a disservice to science fiction. This breathing gas, there's a lethal reaction when it's exposed to radiation. We don't know what the gas is. We don't know why that works. I'm not aware of any substances that that have this reaction when exposed to radiation. It makes zero sense. Why call it... Why call it science fiction? You might as well call it magic poison gas because that's essentially what it does in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, how many fingers do the Cyclos have? I didn't think about it, and I would have said five, but not the fact that you're asking the question, do they have six? Sometimes. Come Sometimes on. Sometimes they have five. Some scenes, John Travolta has six fingers on both hands. Sometimes five. You know, there's no time to keep continuity going in this. They had to pray to Vishnu. I- or not Vishnu. Zenu. Not, not Vishnu. Vishnu. You can pray to Vishnu. Don't pray to Zenu. Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, so we see two cyclos, actually, Turl and Kerr, both lose body yeah. parts uh, violently. Neither one of them With seems no very upset by it. Mildly yeah. perturbed. Oh, you know what? At the end, so first, Turl shoots Kerr's left hand off. In an obvious nod to Star Wars. Yeah, clearly. I mean, it's basically the same movie. (laughs) But better. But better. (laughs) But at the end, when Kerr has become the head cyclo working with the humans, Mm -hmm. does he have a stump? Let's go with yes. (laughs) 
No, don't do it. Don't, <laughs> okay. Oh, God, right. don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, I so want to. Okay. <laughs> so when Christy comes, we're, we're going to go back to Christy sure. for yeah. a minute. When Christy comes to, to try and help Johnny Goodboy. Which is no help at all because she is no help swiftly at all. And captured. Also, she fucks over the village. She breaks the gate. Yeah. She cuts the... Until they get that fixed, Cyclos can come in and... Rawr. I don't think that gate's keeping the Cyclos out. You're going to need a bigger gate. So they end up at the Library of Congress. Yes. And they start reading about our history. The only problem is those books are over a thousand years old. They would crumble in their hands. The fighter jets. Oh, yeah. Let's get to the fighter jets. So the fighter jets. That fuel would not be any good a thousand years later. Four years is the fuel uh, life of uh, jet fuel. Okay. That sounds about right. It's the same problem with Walking Dead. Sure. They they should not have cars anymore on the TV show The Walking Dead. That's right. That's right. So how about a guy that dropped off the radar? Did you recognize who that Robert the Fox, the guy that has the eye makeup? Oh, yeah. I just don't remember who it was. So he had a moment in Hollywood, and he has a very specific look. Um, his name's Richard Tyson. He's the bad guy from Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. And he dropped okay. off the earth. Uh, he ended up like in some legal trouble back in 2019, arrested Uh-oh. on public intoxication, harassment, burglary. Yeah, I mean, Ooh, like that first one, I'm like, yeah, who hasn't been had, publicly? I drunk? think he had a tie. Yeah, Cornell. He went to Cornell. I remember when he was like becoming big. Syracuse talked about him for a split second because he went to school in you know in Ithaca and Cornell. Side note, sure. I was doing um, pickup. Oh yeah, uh, rideshare sure. yesterday. I won't give. I won't use their name because give us money. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, picked up a person, and uh, you know it. It usually tells me where I'm taking them. Mm-hmm. But my gas cap was open. She had let me know, so I went out and did that. I get in and I start driving. I turn out of her development, and it says, "Right time, fifty-eight minutes." <gasps> what? Doesn't but I, doesn't it doesn't it tell you where you're going before you pick them up? Only at a certain level, and I lost that level because I stopped doing it for a while. You no. got to be gold status to see where you're going, oh. and I'm only silver right now. So where did you drive? Ithaca. Oh, <laughs> and about. Four minutes from her house, and I'm talking like not Ithaca proper, like by the SPCA, that that no. area of Ithaca. Okay. okay. <laughs> All of a sudden, I get the butt ding and I have another ride. I'm like, they expect you to pick someone up in Ithaca and know where the fuck I'm going? Okay. <laughs> Did so you- I picked her up, and she was like, oh, sorry, it took me so long. I'm like, hey, no problem. Just so you know, I'm from Syracuse, <laughs> and I <laughs> just drove someone here. I don't know where anything is. We're going to get through this Doesn't together. Doesn't <laughs> the app tell you? Are they- the, sure, but it oh. sometimes comes up so quick. So I, I made her my last ride, and I didn't get I, oh, I didn't get home until like ten thirty last night. <laughs> oh, that blows! And it, and essentially, you drive back home for free in that case, right? One hundred percent. Yep. Oh, that sucks. There's no way I was going to find someone in Ithaca going to Syracuse. Going back to Syracuse, yeah. Do you have the ability to say? I feel like I talked to a guy one time a couple years ago. He could say like, "I want to head back north," and it would find destinations back that way or is that also only a certain level? that is the that's the other the friendly service? yeah competition yeah uh okay hey back to this shitty movie no let's talk about other things <laughs> yeah how about johnny good boy yeah. goes from now first of all he's got dr nigma's mind machine from batman forever that beams the learning directly into his brain <laughs> uh he no. goes from you know a st- you know, a cave-dwelling savage to literally arming a nuclear weapon are just they, a couple of weeks later. Are they saying because he's gotten all the cyclo uh, intelligence, is that what no. makes him smart? 
No, because he's the only one that learns their language. And that's a key. That's why Mickey won't let him go to Cyclo because they're, spoiler, they figure when they start the rebellion, Cyclo's going to send, you know, troops and gas drones from planet Cyclo to Earth. So to stop that, originally Johnny is going to take a nuke to Cyclo via their teleporter Uh and then detonate it, you know, igniting their atmosphere. His buddy Mickey says, no, I'll go. You're the only one who understands the demon's language. So it's not his understanding of Cyclo because he's the only one that learns the language. But they train a whole, in a week, they train a whole squadron of fighter pilots that are flying the Harriers. Like, how does that that, uh, underground bunker have power? Yeah, great question. Great question. How does Barry Pepper's hair go from all one length to very clearly some sort of mullet situation, <laughs> then back to all one length? Oh, uh, was it that they did reshoots and nobody gave a fuck? Because no I'm pretty sure that's the answer. Yeah, and and you can't even say like, oh, well, in the year 2200, home nuclear fusion reactors are everywhere, so power lasts forever. No, because clearly... In the year 2000, because a thousand years, mm-hmm. mankind has been under the rule for in the year 3000. So it's clearly everything stopped, you know, at the year 2000 as all, the cyclos invade. Also, I don't think the human race would actually survive a thousand years. I think by a thousand years, any race that is treated like we are, we see the human race is treated in this movie would be fucked. They'd be gone. Well, so. They make a big show of when Johnny brings Carlo and Mickey, uh, when he when he's teaching them what he's learned, he shows a map of the United States with uh, radiated zones. And he says, you know, the humans must have, you know, fled to the radiated zones where the cyclos can't follow them. I mean, well, guess what? Look, Those I mean, humans I, are the, dead. <laughs> it's the barest semblance of logic, you know? It's just, I mean, the, I mean, I will say this. I mean, I think you you nailed it. If you want to do a, if you want to do a riff tracks or a, MS, yeah, get get your buddies together. Mysteries MS, MST three K. Yeah, MST three K. If you want to, uh, if you want to yeah. do that, have a great time. Do not sit down to watch this movie as a movie. As an actor, what is the level of ham that you would rate Travolta's performance? An entire pig. <laughs> He's he's terrible. Oh. Like he'd done face off by this point. Uh, I think so. And right, but see. he but he hadn't done uh swordfish. Yeah, swordfish like two thousand and two. Uh yeah, face off is ninety seven. Swordfish because swordfish is after It's after X Men, which is two thousand, same year as this. Yeah. So like Hugh Jackman's entrance into Hollywood is X Men, right? Same year, Battlefield Earth comes out, and then he's like, oh, I want to make a movie with that guy. I mean, let's be honest. This is because of Pulp Fiction, right? Uh, uh, 94 is is Pulp Fiction. Uh Uh-huh. Then 95 is Get Shorty. Now, listen, these are some great movies, right? Oh, yeah. He was on a roll until this movie. This is the movie Get Shorty's 95. Uh Now, listen, it's not... It's not uh, Paddington 2, but Broken Arrow is a fun movie in 96. Never seen it. Oh, it's a fun movie. Um, Phenomenon is his cheesy movie in 96. Phenomenon. Do, 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 yeah. do. Phenomenon. Also in 96 is Michael, which was sappy but sweet. Battle. 
Face Off is 97. Oh, Primary Colors is 97, <laughs> where he's Clinton. Uh, uh, I mean, do they ever say that he's Bill Clinton? I can't remember. Well, they don't, but it, no, but he's Governor Jack Stanton, but he's clearly, <laughs> he's clearly Bill, Bill Clinton. Clinton. Yeah. Uh, Thin Red Line is 98, Terrence Malick. Mm-hmm. Um, Civil Action, again, another serious role, 98. General's Daughter with Samuel L. Jackson's 99. He's on a roll. I mean, he's making... He- and then 2000, Battlefield Earth. He took all that, that goodwill that he had earned from Pulp Fiction to General's Daughter and just ruined it all. I mean, he he yeah. didn't make another movie for like two or three years. Yeah. Oh, oh, and I'm sorry. Samuel L. Jackson is not in General's Daughter. I'm See, you're, you're as crazy as the people on Twitter. Oh. We don't all look alike. Oh. We may be all black and famous, you but are we all guilty. don't look alike. Cool. Yeah, Swordfish is 01. Basic is 03. The Punisher oh. is 04. God, we still have to watch that on the main feed. Be Cool, which I didn't even watch. Uh, is it the sequel to Get Shorty? It is, it is. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, it's just... But what would be how long in between Battlefield Earth and his next project? And now these are release dates, so we don't know when they film, but Battlefield Earth comes out in 2000. Also in 2000 is the movie Lucky Numbers. Is that the one where the like the New York State Lottery Yeah, fixed? with Lisa Kudrow. Uh that was probably filmed before Battlefield Earth. Uh, Cuz you got to assume Battlefield Earth was a long I'm sorry, Battlefield Earth was Oh no, he worked right I'm Oh god. He was on the Drew Carey show. I'm sorry. I went and looked. Swordfish, he worked the fucking next year. He should have. But again, well. No, yeah, he should have been again, allowed to work are, that, that the, soon. Nope. <laughs> I wish we could see their work based on when they were in production. You know, like, I feel like sometimes that would be helpful for us. He is just, I have a feeling like the director at some point must have been like, John, is this really, really how you're going to play this character? You know, I I, I feel bad for him. I and and I don't know. Wait, who the director? I no, I feel bad for Travolta. Why? And, well, wait. Here's my so. He did this I don't himself. feel bad for Tom Cruise. I think Tom Cruise benefits from the suffering cult members of Scientology, right? I think sure. they are exploited. He benefits from that. I don't associate Travolta with that, and I'm not sure why. I feel like Travolta was a lost soul in Hollywood. Yeah, Grease, Saturday Night Fever. Um, uh, welcome back, Cotter. I feel like he, the boy in the bubble, right? I feel like he was this lost soul, and he was a he was vulnerable in Scientology. Swooped in, saw that he was gay, uh, yeah. and closeted, and held that over him for decades. Right? Well, that argument could be made that that's exactly where Tom Cruise is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, have you ever le- watched an interview with the guy? The guy is just a fucking like vessel. I don't have any sympathy for Tom Cruise. I don't have here. Here's where I'm going. I don't have sympathy for either one of them because okay. at this point, someone could have said to them, "Hey, you guys are in a fucking cult. And you need to get out." And I feel like yeah. people have, and they just ignored it. Uh, I <laughs> here's one of the few times I will say I can separate the art from the artist. Scientology should go down uh, sure. 100%. Should not be a thing. But I'm not at a boycott. Well, I'm boycotting this movie. I'm never going to watch it again. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not at a boycott. If I saw something with John Travolta that looked interesting, that in the trailer, I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm going to see sure. it." Because then we're getting into the semi cancel culture stuff. I will choose not to see something 
that Louis C.K. makes, that Kevin Spacey makes, that to timestamp this episode, it was announced today that Kevin Spacey is going to be in a movie playing a sexual assault investigator. That one. To which I have to say, does Kevin Spacey not know he's Kevin Spacey? Oh, that is a tough one. That is a tough one. There's no doubt about that it. That makes me so mad. And it's being filmed in Italy. Yeah. We were talking about it on our, on our group chat. And I was like, how... Because uh, Roman Polanski <laughs> came up too. I'm like, how does Roman Polanski get to live in fucking Paris, mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful cities in the world, and Kevin Spacey gets to go work in Italy? This is, I, oh, fuck's sake. Combat, exploration, and roleplay. These are known as the three pillars of play that make every game of Dungeons and Dragons exciting, tense, and rewarding. But we believe there's another pillar to the world's greatest role-playing game, and that fourth pillar is creation. Are you a dungeon master who has always wanted to create your own monsters, execute your own adventures, design your own challenges, spells, classes, and lineages? That is what we here at the Fourth Pillar of Play, a Night Shift radio production, are doing. Learning game design by designing games. We are not professionals. We are enthusiastic amateurs, just like many of you. So join us as we review and discuss information by professional game designers and put theory into practice by creating new worlds, new monsters, and new opportunities for heroic players. I'm Josh. And I'm Talon. Join us at the fourth pillar of play, available wherever you download your podcasts or visit us at www.fourthpillarofplay.com. And we look forward to creating with you. Commander, where are we? We seem to be stuck in an alternate dimension. And you're no longer a captain, you're a commander. Commander. Dear God, are you a lieutenant? And why are you talking like that? Oh no, I don't I don't know why I'm talking like that. But no, I seem oh. to have no rank! Only the title of Doctor? I don't think there are admirals either. Captain! I mean Commander, I mean. Look, Casey, we are getting a message. It seems we have been tasked with reviewing a historical document entitled Galaxy Quest? Then there's no moment to spare. Engage! I, I, I don't think um, Night Shift Radio Legal has cleared usage of engage, so you might want to just oh. dial that back there. All right. Well, then, I guess it's up to us to say, join us over on the Where No Mom Has Gone Before podcast as we review 1999's Galaxy Quest. Never give up. Never surrender. Mom? Is my microphone working? It is. Hello, everyone. My name is Pat Benson, and I'm here to tell you about my new show, Crossed Wires. It's for music lovers, but especially those who are into the tech side of things. Join me as I talk about guitars, electronic instruments and equipment, and conduct gear demonstrations as well as interviews with artists going through their creative process. My first episode, 10 Years is a Decade, is out now. Join in as I try to unravel a mystery that has swept the gear community. It's known as the 10 Years Pedal, and I demonstrate it on a guitar, bass, synthesizer, and a drum machine. I even get the help of some of my friends in The Strokes, Paramore, and Josh Scott of GHS Pedals to try to get to the bottom of who makes this elusive pedal. To listen and subscribe to the show, head on over to nsradio slash crosswires. That's nsrad.io slash crossed wires. All right, that's it. That's what my show's about. 
And yes, I, I agree. I think John Travolta is a closeted gay man. Like that picture that was a couple of years ago where the guy's working out in the uh, Planet Fitness at like 2 o'clock in the morning. And oh, who just happens to be there? John Travolta. Yeah, that rumor's been going around for a while. I mean, there's been some allegations from uh, Masseurs. The same thing with Tom, that, that his marriage to both Nicole and to Katie Holmes were just fronts. And the kid was like a... You know, the rumors are ramping up more, and uh, and that's why uh, this is, I mean, you can just look at his whole filmography. Yeah. Tom never plays anyone who is not Viral. Butch Macho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's he cannot play. He cannot play the sensitive or even a gay character. <laughs> that's interesting, because too close to home. A little too close to home there. And listen, I, I, I do feel for both of them, if they are closeted gay men, that they have to hide that sure. and that it... Could possibly be well, being held over them. Well, the time, you know, the, that's sad. The, when John Travolta entered the Church of Scientology, I guess arguably when both of them did, um, but certainly when Travolta did, you know, there was a time when coming out would have, could have hurt ruined his, his career. One hundred. Oh, it would have ruined sh- it. One hundred percent. The reality today is nobody cares. Nobody cares. I think Neil Patrick Harris is the last one who really got to do the big interview. The I'm gay, blah blah blah. Now it should just be like if you want to announce it. Announce it. Good for you. Yeah. I want to get to the place where announcing sexual preference is not doesn't need to be heralded as much as it as it used to be. It needed to be to make it normalized sure. and mainstream sure. and if accepted it's taboo thing, to talk it, about. Then people are going to get exploited, right, or right. victimized as a result of it. Sure, like uh, Elliot Page sure. put up a picture on their Instagram today. I don't know if you I saw it. Shirtless. Wow. And I'm like, ooh, oh, it's still there. Last I looked, it's still there. I'm like, good for them that uh, Instagram isn't flagging it as inappropriate. I'm so fascinated by, so will Elliot play a female character to return to Umbrella Academy? Or they are comfortable? As far as I know, they are going to continue to play whatever the female character's name was. And they're going to continue to make the character female. But in all other aspects of their life, Elliot... Got it. Okay. All right. I, which is totally the right. I'm just curious. Obviously now, I, I was definitely. more curious I mean, in terms of, I wonder if that would be uncomfortable for them having, because I've seen some of their quotes around, uh, I think it was when Inception came out, the premiere to Inception, how like soul crushing and exhausting it was to do like the red carpet as a female and, you know, and, and all those things. So I just wonder how hard it must sure. be to kind of step back into that space where you've said, this is not me. And I'm not criticizing in any way. I'm just curious. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I'm I'm right. I'm right there with you. And um, as far as I can remember, that's where Netflix, like Netflix, yeah. like Elliot Page announced that they were Elliot Page. Netflix, like Elliot Page is still in the show. We're going to redo the title sequence so that that says awesome. Elliot Page. Kudos to them. That's awesome. And they will continue to play this character next season awesome. as a female. That's good great. For them, That's so meaning good. That, Elliot that, Page like, and Netflix, the larger them, yeah, and that, yeah, both, both. I All mean, right. hey, Casey, it's got to be. Let's yeah. let's bring this home, and here's a way we can end this. Right, because then we're not. Who cares? Like, I think we've shit on all the things. They blow yeah. up Cyclo at the so, end. So, <laughs> if if you were hard pressed, and we didn't do this in the other, uh, we touched on it a little bit in the other ones, but bad science fiction. When it's bad, what are some of the things that makes it bad? Not understanding science is the first thing. And there's a good one. To be fair, 
Star Trek was guilty of it for a very long time. Sure. In the Star Wars expanded universe, mm-hmm. you can't make the jump to light speed in gravity wells. And that's one of the things that the Imperial destroyers can do or the interceptors. They can basically project like a gravity. Right. They can project like a gravity wall to, to block. To block right. that. It's, Which it's their version really... of a tractor beam almost. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, no. This I mean, is, they have tractor beams too, but yeah, they have that. But yeah, but it, it's a really interesting take, right? Like it, it, so it's still it's still clearly fiction, but it's building on some type of a scientific idea. Mm-hmm. It's not true to science, but it's an idea. And then if you built science around that, it makes sense. There's none of that here, right? No, the I gas mean, is some breathing gas, and there's a lethal reaction with radiation. Again, makes no sense. Makes right? no sense. Um, yeah, but. Like with Star Trek, they actually have scientists where uh, sure. actually, uh, listening to a podcast about it. And they were talking about how like the scientists that they have, she'll get the script and it will just say, we'll come science, up with science, some science. cool yeah. science. <laughs> like, And like they keep going to them and being like, hey, can we do this? And she has to be like, that's not really science. <laughs> like yeah, they're yeah. really trying to do the science of science fiction for Star Trek. And this movie just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Like, how about, why is gold valuable? Why? I laugh at the idea that gold has an intrinsic value. So, so, uh, my brother Matta, you may not be surprised to know, uh, has some holdings in crypto coin. Oh, boy. And and he's been holding for a long time, so he's he's made money because he's held for a long time. Well, good for him. Um, He and I were having a conversation a couple weeks ago, and... You know, I laugh at people that point fingers at crypto as like it's it has no inherent value, right? It's, Nothing does. It's fiat money. So exactly, gold has no inherent value. You know why gold has value? Because some old white dudes back in the, the pioneer times were like, even, "This is valuable." Well, you go back to Egypt. I mean, it's, well, it's sure. even farther back than you know old white guy civilization. But well, diamonds definitely are old white. <laughs> I'm like, wait, why is this important? Yeah, why is true. any Di- of the like a perfect yeah, example? Yeah. Whatever, how much money you have in the bank, go to the bank and say, I want to take it all out right now. Good luck getting it. Because your money, air quotes, is tied up in other shit that the bank is doing. You cannot physically go to the bank and say, I have... Banks don't banks don't hold cash in like the they amount. used they're, to. They're yeah. re, well, no, they're required to hold a small percentage of deposits in cash. Right. Like you can... But... but that's what makes it so crazy. Like, well, it's all, all yeah, fucking I mean, meaningless. <laughs> all money is fiat. You know, fiat money is it has value simply because we say. But gold, you know, in the event of an apocalypse, I'm not hoarding gold. I can't eat gold. No, I can't. I can't make weapons out of it. Right? Like it's it, you know, it's a soft metal that's easily deformed. It's incredibly heavy. Uh, so even the cyclos, you know, Turl's obsession with gold makes no sense. I, just, I would uh, suggest another way that science fiction gets really bad is when it is cheesy and self-serious at the same time. And this movie is cheesy and self-serious from opening credits to closing credits. Travolta thinks he's in Schindler's List, right? The Schindler's List of sci-fi. That's a perfect Which quote. Which is just it's so insulting. <laughs> It's so fucking insulting. It is. It is. It is. Uh, uh, I, got, I got nothing So else. science doesn't make sense. Cheesy and self-serious. Oh, what else makes for uh, shitty effects? And this movie yes. is ripe with shitty effects. When Turl makes his point that he can kill because he has the power and he kills one of the other 
tribesmen. Mm-hmm. The camera cuts away. We only see their reactions as his head blows off. Assume, right? like, yeah, like they just the didn't have the budget. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the when when Kerr loses his hand, when Turl loses his arm, it's very clear. You can see Travolta's yeah. arm just tucked in there. It's one step up from the fight scene in Anchorman <laughs> when Luke Wilson gets his hand chopped off. Oh, I did not see that coming. Oh, it's just so bad. Oh. oh. All right, so those are some hallmarks of bad science fiction. Casey, is there anything else you'd like to talk about with this god-awful movie? No, they blow up Cyclo and apparently capture Turl and uh, Kerr is now best buddies with them for no reason. Uh, Yep, sure. That's, yep. (laughs) And movie. Uh, oh, hey, Casey, we've got some questions that we're going to answer very quickly here. Yeah. Hey, Todd, uh, who's your favorite character? Uh, so this one's, a, I have an actual favorite character. <clears throat> I'm certainly what? a fan of his work and other things, but I like him in this. The amazing Kim Coates, Carlo, or Tiggs from Sons of Anarchy. Uh, he's great. It's the cyclo that goes. Yeah. So again, <laughs> That's visual my medium. <laughs> it just the hands up. Like, what the hell's that? The hands of like, the fuck are you running? You're not going to get anywhere. That's my favorite because no one else is that. Sure, Casey. What is the best scene? When the credits start rolling. <laughs> yes. It's, yes. At the end. At the end. Yes. At the yes. end. There's no. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Agree. Hey, see, what's what's uh, what's one scene? You so would Casey, cut? it starts the year three thousand, <laughs> and uh, yep. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's everything. Yeah. I, I just, I you know what? If if we really had to cut something, it would be all the commerce bullshit talk. Yeah, it's and the whole like plan that like he's going to go steal the gold from that. I don't care. I don't care. It's don't, overly. Just, ca- yeah, there's a there's a lot. The whole. I mean, in a better movie, that that whole relationship between Johnny and Turl would have been more interesting because there was yeah. potential there. Like they, sure. they have this crude kind of like negotiation. They're not equals, right? Turl has the upper hand, but there's this yeah. weird dynamic between them that in a better movie would have been interesting. We don't get that. Sure. Either. Yeah. No, we don't get any of that. Why would we? <laughs> Why would we? Uh, hey, Casey. Uh, I think I know who the actor having the most oh, fun is oh, for both he, of us. Yeah. Kind of three. One. Two, three, John, John Travolta. Travolta. Yeah, clearly. Because he thinks he's job. in this yeah. amazing movie. Yeah. What s- point What point do you think Barry Pepper was like, I've made a huge mistake? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost the, got it. I hadn't sipped yet, which is the only thing that saved me from a spit take, but I snorted but into my seriously, glass. Seriously, what was it? What part? I, listen, I, I mean, he, here's the challenge, right? You don't really know what movie you're in. Right. I think he had to have known at some point during production. This feels like the kind of movie, like there are certain movies. Uh, I think one of my favorite ones, Tony Collette, did not realize she was in a horror movie with in the Sixth Sense until she saw the premiere and went, well, see, oh my God. Th- those are the things that make me wonder. Uh, Gabriel Byrne very famously apparently like tried to attack uh, Brian Singer at, at the premiere of Usual Suspects because he had made the whole movie thinking, he was, he was Kaiser, Kaiser Soze. So, so 
you know, if you accept that idea that the actors don't necessarily know what the finished product is going to be, I mean, how but do you tell this like from this? Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm skeptical. I've, I'm skeptical. Well, Barry Pepper, if you would like to come on <laughs> yes. and tell us all of these things, I will revisit that movie for that and that alone. Sure. That's fair. Other than that, I'm going to data dump this whole <laughs> fucking thing. Okay. All right. So uh, ask ask me the next time we record, which will be Wednesday. Right. So two days from now, ask what the alien race is on, on Wednesday. <laughs> you won't remember. I'm not going to fucking remember. <laughs> okay. I'm going to. You're not wrong. Now, Casey, you may remember from an hour and 20 minutes ago that the IMDb score for this movie uh-huh. was a, excuse me, uh, thank God for this beer. This beer has been the Thanks. only thing. This beer is a fucking yeah. savior. Uh, the IMDb score for this movie is a 2.5 out of 10. How would you rate this? Zero. Zero. Yes. Zero. There's no, I award you no points. May God have mercy on your <laughs> That's soul. That's right. Now, listen, for formality, I'll ask the question, hey, Casey, the dad's breakdown. Would you watch no. this with your kids? <laughs> no, I would not subject the bean to this. I would not watch this with anyone. I. That's a no. hate crime. Now, why would that's I do a, that? Yeah, it's... Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, fun time now. Fun time. Now, listen here. I was thinking about this today, and I feel like even, this is even more important because in our mainline episodes, we've had so many bad movies this season. In this, 50% of the movies were intentionally bad. So... I know that we've got a boatload of movies, uh-huh. like 30, 31. You've got the slips. Yeah, I've got the slips. Here's what I think. I think you and I reserve the right to reject. If we pull something and we don't think it's the best of sci-fi, listen, I want to end this season strong. Uh, yeah, no, I, I guess 100%. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's nothing on here, maybe save one or two, where I'd go, mm, is that is that even like a good sci-fi movie? Sure. But, but we're gonna... And that could be the question for next time. Is this one of... Uh, see, calling it the best well, is I, hard. Yeah, and, and again, I think that's what one we've carefully best. said. Yeah, this represents the best of what this genre is. Not necessarily yeah, the yeah. best. Because yeah, those are meaningless questions. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, Casey. Listen, pull us a winner, man. Okay, that's a good reaction. Moon. Never seen the whole thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's from Colin Ryan. Okay. You may know him. Yeah. And Andrew Kelly both recommended this. It's got old Sammy Rockwell. I love Sam Rockwell. Can't go wrong there. This I saw probably... <laughs> Danny's seen this whole movie. That should tell you something. Wow. I saw about 20 minutes of it and started to fall asleep, <laughs> and she kept going, and I'd like I woke up at the end. I'm like, oh, the movie over? She goes, yeah. It's over. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, y- so this I, and from what I remember, this is sci-fi. This is like, yeah. You know, so, I, I, I. So what I remember, I sit, I think about it. I watched about a half, and the only reason it might have been like a night I was falling asleep. I, mm-hmm. I didn't dislike it. I just for some reason stopped watching it. So I'll go back. I'll watch the rest of this. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's watch that trailer. Bell reporting to Central. Everything running smoothly. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Good morning, Sam. Do you want me to cut your hair then? 
Industries remains the number one provider of clean energy worldwide due to the hard work of people like you. <laughs> Three years is a long haul, you know. I know you're really lonely up there, but I'm proud of you. Two weeks to go, Sam. Two weeks to go, buddy. I'm going home. Looks like we got a live one. I'm gonna go out. Okay, Sam. Imagining things. What's going on? Where did he come from? Why does he look like me? You've been up here too long, man. You've lost your marbles. Two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. I don't understand what's happening. This is my mind. I want to go home. I know. Dear listeners, you won't hear a review of Moon until the end of August. Is that when that's going to come out? Yeah, we're going to drop Nerd Debate in July. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but we are going to watch Moon tomorrow night and then record on Wednesday. Yeah. And that I'm, will be I'm the wrap on all of season five. Uh, yeah. Of, of, of. As a whole, this no. will be season four of, um, yep, Patreon. There it is. I've drank this beer too quickly. No, no, <laughs> this is the end of season three of Patreon. We just finished the end of season four of the main episodes. Go back to my previous <laughs> That's comment. Right. That's right. All right. Uh, oh, hey, man, me. we uh, we're almost there. We're almost there. We can do we it. Get through this. Then we got nerd debate to do. Ooh. Nerd debate three. This time it's personal. Oh, I feel like we need. Oh, we uh, we need to see if we can get a good announcer voice for that. And I, we could always reach out to our our friend, the original oh. voice. Yeah. Do you think we get the OG to do? Uh, we could shoot him a note. Who do we know that has that kind of rich voice? Besides my brother, <laughs> that would be weird. That would be weird. Yeah, because he's competing. I feel like yeah. It can't be anyone with in a in a long shot. Wouldn't it be great if we could get uh, Kevin Conroy? <laughs> for, listen, for a hundred bucks, we can get Kevin Conroy. Nerd debate three. This time, it's personal. Hey guys, Kevin here. Yeah, <laughs> how great was yes. that? By the way, oh, have we shared that yet? Uh, Wait, we, have not, we have not. Wasn't we have not. That was supposed to go out. When did we talk about it? Right after your birthday, I can't remember what episode we recorded. Uh, probably around the Snyder Cut or Fantastic Four. When did? No, I don't remember hearing about it in Fantastic so it Four. No one Snyder said Cut. anything. Okay, so we're releasing in a couple weeks. Okay, the fucking awesome birthday. Yeah. Listen, you're right. For a hundred bucks, we could. Could we? I mean, is it like a little puppet show? Can we get him to say whatever we want? Uh, I. I think much like the what was the thing we did the 
on the great the the Star Trek one. You know, like Greatest you, Generation. You can do the shout outs, but you can't do advertising. I feel like there's a similar restriction there. Okay. Then yeah. that won't work. That won't work. All right. <laughs> uh, okay, man. Oh, so Todd, that was an abomination. That was and yeah. uh, a, a a pox on both our houses. On both of our houses, it's rightly so. Oh God. So uh that'll do it for the Superpod Hero Cast for this week. Month, well, hold on. Whatever the f- should do that. Not we, I jumped yeah, yeah. way ahead. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Stop the music. Speaking of music, music for the episode comes to us from two places. Our theme song is "Take a Chance" by Kevin McLeod. Find his music at incompetech.com. Our beer music is "Feather Duster" by Shane Ivers. You can find his music at silvermansound.com. That's right. Uh, you can contact us. Via Twitter at TSPHC Tweets and Instagram at Superpod HeroCast. Or if you'd like to write us a long form letter defending Battlefield Earth? <laughs> Good luck. Question mark. Yeah. You can do that at superpodherocast at gmail.com because. Only Cap writes letters. Tony. Okay, now I can. Now you can. <laughs> so that'll do it for the Superpod HeroCast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Dan Ryan. Be heroic. Dude. All right, man. Fuck. We did it. Hour and 27 minutes. I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's an hour longer than we should. <laughs> Listen, when you, the, the, the tangents doesn't even apply. Like we just go, we start talking about Scientology. Like it's just ridiculous. Who cares? But a shit. Who cares? This, we yeah. We were about as cohesive as this movie. As this movie is and deserves. <laughs>